if things don't work out in the church, <laughs> you want to start. I would be a segue tour guide. You'd be good at it. Yeah. I'm scared that it would ruin walking for me. I might be like, I'm not doing that ever. Yeah, again. I just turn into Job of the Hut. <laughs> I just and I'm <laughs> and just like, I got job I Wookie. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> let's just roll around and then just eat and then not walk. Anyways, that sounds fun and delightful. But anyways, you were saying this that I, you turned into a morning person. I have started. Do we have any uh, listeners or viewers that have turned into morning people? I woke up today at 5.20 in the morning, and I was just absolutely awake. Wow. And I felt like, wow, I should get up and do stuff and get ready for the day. And da, da, da. so I, I've never, I walked in here at 7 a.m. And I was like, this is the best I've ever felt in my life. Like, Man. Yeah. Yeah. There's I, something about mornings. And I feel like. Like my like my dad, obviously, he didn't drink coffee, but I could just imagine dads with yeah. coffee yeah. downstairs and being like, well, look who's finally up from the dead. <laughs> you know, I used to hear stuff like that. And I used to go to bed at five in the morning, like all through college. There really? How did you function? Dead. I didn't. I blame my hairline on my college sleep habits because really? I just would stay up every night all night. And I did I one time did two all nighters in a row. Where I, I woke up on a Thursday and I didn't go to bed again until Saturday night. Okay, so I was studying one time and it was like I always had to wake. Uh, I had to work in college um, and like with a weird schedule. Yeah. And the only time I was able to work was at noon. Mm -hmm. And so I had to do all my classes before noon. So my first. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were early. Yeah, and my major was sports medicine, so we had to be up with these collegiate athletes. We had to train them. It was part of like our internship, and so I had to be with like girls soccer at mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. early. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is motivating because it was girls soccer, sure. and I was like, some of them are pretty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, they they were easy on the eyes, and so I was like, okay, yeah. Um, you know, it's my cross to bear. Picture you like getting like really yeah i come out in a suit and, and they're like, like are you wearing cologne on the field at 5 a.m and i'm like a, i don't know like as many of them as there are you've got that many roses minus one <laughs> minus <laughs> like, one. one of you is going home today. <laughs> nice i'm but kidding any, no but anyways so yeah. as i so i would always like was the first one to go to sleep mm -hmm. in college mm -hmm. and people would be like what what's going on but then one night i had to stay up yeah and i was in so much pain that I was like, I just need to go to bed. Yeah. And then they were like, but you have to be up in three hours. Oof. And so someone was like, hey, yeah. take a – and this is – I'm not saying we don't want to talk about pills. I don't want this to trigger anyone. No, sure. But like, yeah. they were like, there's sleep medicine. Yeah. So we, you should take the sleep medicine. Yeah. And then one guy was like, you should also take a five-hour energy and oh allow it to battle it out. Oh, my god. It gosh. would be like World War Three inside oh your body. Oh, my gosh. So – this an oh, inner no. a five hour energy yeah. with sleeping pills and i was like delusional it was at the time in the morning where you're like Yikes. i don't know what's going on sure and i did it oh wow and i was like oh wow yeah <laughs> i i was like i i didn't want to turn into like you know two face like half of my <laughs> like half of my body is like asleep uh, and the other half is like uh, geeked I'm out ready to go yeah it i felt awful for a long time oh, yeah oh, i boy. definitely I mean, I think we all at different times in our life used our bodies as like a science fair project. Sure. College was that for me. Yeah, absolutely. So anyways, yeah. um, this is a clean segue. That's right. Into <laughs> a clean segue into what we are kind of dissecting and diving into today. 
um, is based thoughts. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And it was actually based off. So Pastor Paul is doing a sermon series on the story of Joseph. It's very good. And it's really, really good because yeah. those of you who um, are familiar with church, familiar with the Bible, it is an Old Testament story. Here, yeah. give us an elevator pitch. Of Joseph's life, um, he's like the bratty, young, gifted guy who has these dreams, these God-given God-given dreams. dreams. And he tells the wrong people about it, and mm. then it starts a firestorm of 12 or 13 years of suffering and demotion and being misunderstood and imprisoned and accused of things he's not doing uh, or hasn't done. And then ultimately God uses everything that's put against him to elevate him to be the second in command in Egypt. And it's just in time for when there's a famine for all those brothers and their families, he saves all their lives and forgives them. And it's a beautiful story of forgiveness, endurance, uh, just yeah. the kind of life you want to look at and go, wow, that's cool. I don't want to do that. At right. All. That was a long elevator ride. That's quite, yeah, we're in the city plex. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like elevator pitch. Yeah. And then no, but I'm glad you did that. <laughs> because <laughs> we're going to the top floor with yeah. that one. Yeah, we got stuck. Yeah, <laughs> the next time that you're at a meeting and you're having to pitch, you're like, "All right, this uh, is an elevator, elevator pitch, pitch, but pretend we get stuck." <laughs> that's yeah. brilliant. That's, that's what good. I'm going to start very doing. Good. Oh, um, wow. Okay, sorry. Um, no, all right. To bring it back home, yeah, Pastor Paul preaching on this series yeah. of Joseph, yeah. and he's on the part basically talking about how Joseph's up and downs to where um, his, his, okay. And, and he said this within mm. his sermon and I was like, wow, this is a great behind the scenes look totally. of anyone who is familiar with ministry mm -hmm. or even in any organization is my purpose is greater than my position. Yeah. My purpose is greater than my position, yeah. my title or my salary right. where some people's purpose, they put their value mm -hmm. in their salary. Sure. And so that's why they get, up in arms about certain things. Yeah. And I totally understand you have to provide and you want to be happy. Of it's course. not bad to, um, to be rich. Sure. It isn't, but to make that your identity to put your, as a problem. Yeah. To be yeah. like, all right, this is who I am. Right. My worth is attached to my net worth. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Then it's like, Oh no. Yeah. So, so, but pastor Paul, he was saying like, when I know my purpose, I don't question my value when I don't have the title that I want. Right. So there's people right. and, and, and he, he likened it to when there's a scripture that says, and Joseph found favor in Potiphar's house. Mm -hmm. So he was serving Potiphar mm -hmm. who was like next in line in command of Pharaoh. Yeah. And Joseph found favor while being a servant. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy that the favor of God can be on you when you were in the servant. And it's, and, and basically yeah. this, this story basically says that, and Joseph and then, as we know the story, he gets accused of trying to rape uh, Potiphar's wife or, or molest yeah. her or whatever. Yeah. And then he gets thrown in prison, and it says the favor of God was on Joseph. Yeah. It, so it's unique that favor doesn't necessarily mean, number one, two things. Number one, favor doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going right. Right. Uh, like as far within your circumstance. Yeah. And the favor of God can be on you when you're in a prison mm -hmm. or when you're serving someone and you're not the boss. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's what he was bringing from is yeah. that your value comes from, but what was, uh, what was unique within all of this was that, so Joseph had a dream from God. Mm -hmm. So number one, 
God gives you a dream. God gives you. So what's yeah. different from my dream mm. and God's dream? Oh boy, God will fulfill His word that He that He reveals in your dreams. He probably won't. That I mean, do you want to jump in? Yeah, there? you absolutely. <laughs> you do it. So make it an elevator pitch that gets stuck. Oh my. God. <laughs> this whole podcast is an elevator, elevator pitch that gets stuck. stuck. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Um, gosh. The idea that the older I get, the more I realize a lot of things I dreamed when I was younger. I was having this conversation with our dear friend Dom DeMeo yesterday as well. There are some dreams you inherit because you read these scriptures about the life God has for you. Mm. I am the way, the truth, and life. Whatever yeah. you think, I, this is the sure. best life ever. And then you attach that to the best thing you can imagine at 12, 15 and 21 and whatever. And more often than not, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just misleading. Um, the way to get there is to be a cutthroat person and to uh, use people and to, to forego true rich relationship for the sake of performance and whatever. And that in the last 70 years has leaked into, I'm not bashing the church. Obviously I'm in love with the church, but, that kind of leaked into a lot of like uh, an unhealthy person trying to attain God's plan for their life is still an unhealthy person. And Ooh, so, so say that again slower because this is behind the scenes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you look at Joseph, the beginning of his life, an unhealthy person who, uh, sorry, I drifted off there. An unhealthy person who wants God's plan for their life is still an unhealthy person. So God's way of getting That's a person good. to, That's really good. Like, go from unhealthy to healthy is to you start the journey with the dream not telling him all the details like if the dream had been hey here's what's going to happen first here's what's going to happen then you're going to get sold in like it would be delightful uh on the front end to be told like hey that's just what's going to happen and then you'll be the second but he commandment. wasn't told that joseph no, didn't have the bible all he was shown exactly and pastor paul said that it was very fascinating yeah joseph didn't have the bible to where he was like oh yeah at the end i'm going to end up being pharaoh right and i'm so, going to go through all this so i'll be prepared and then this day and time and here's a calendar it doesn't happen that way so i'm going to say this to everyone who's listening or viewing and this is going to be cheeky and corny but there's a reason behind it mm. is that if god is the author of your life can you trust the chapter that he's currently writing that's right yeah. so if god is the author of your life can you trust the current chapter that he's writing absolutely. in your life absolutely because like yeah. we just said joseph didn't have the bible so he yeah. didn't know that things were going to work out but yeah. the purpose was much greater yeah in him like it was the strength of his purpose not his own strength right that kept him on track right right like right. if i was sold to ishmael or like, if i was sold into slavery now I, that's why I'm grateful that I wasn't Joseph because sure. if the Bible was about me, oh, I probably, yeah. <laughs> um, but Joseph, he knew he heard from God, but imagine being in his shoes of it's like, yeah. man, I, this is the farthest thing. I'm in another land. Yeah. I'm in Egypt and I'm serving someone mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, I think it's okay if I hook up with this one girl, even though think, she's married. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. You know, like level with yourself, sure. be real with yourself in that moment. Sure. Yeah. And be like, okay, I could see that temptation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes we read the Bible as like out in front of us. Sure. You know? Sure. Anyways, but yeah. yeah. So continue. Totally. There's one thing in particular, Pastor Paul said, and I don't know how he had the discipline to move on and keep going. Cause I think if it were anybody else, you'd kind of like park there, but he talked about how at the beginning, Joseph is given this beautiful coat 
that everyone is jealous of. It's all the, these beautiful, like when it says coat of many colors, that's a sign of how expensive it was. It means at that time in history, like the cost of each fabric and then to bring in each kind of them, each color, the dye that it would take. Mm. It's a very expensive, like yeah. Gucci, whatever level yeah. coat. Like it was a Gucci robe. $5,500 fur coat or something. And then at one point he said it and he like in the 11 a.m. at least he like put his both of his hands on the podium and said it and then moved on. But I caught what he was saying because he even like tilted his head when he said it. Um, I remember it this well because it was such a big deal to me. He goes when he's in Potiphar's house and his wife grabs onto him, he leaves his cloak because she grabs his cloak, what he's wearing, and he's willing to run away from it and leave the coat there. Mm. and it rips off of him meaning it, the sim symbolism of it was beautiful to me it was like the thing that initially to him was gave like, him value this is evidence of my dream wow he was willing i would rather honor god than uh and and run away from what everyone deems evidence of my dream than uh do the thing that is being i'm being tempted to do right now and i find that unbelievably meaningful profound emotional so basically yeah. who are you without your robe yeah are you willing at some point to abandon the Whoa. the uh reputation that you might have had with people at first or like this is what brings me value this is what brings my uh, so the idea of like my title my position my salary like people go hey my this car is my yeah home. exactly the things that you're gonna look at am i willing to abandon those things in the short term for the sake of honoring God's purpose on my life in the long term. Yeah. Uh, that test has to happen because if that doesn't happen, imagine Joseph go if imagine if the favor of God meant Joseph's going to go from um, this is my dream and the next day it happens. Yeah, that wouldn't have developed the character structure to hold the dream. Right, then he's not just bragging to his brothers he's bragging to the entire population that he's in charge of yeah and that's not leadership that's just being a boss there's yeah. a massive there's a cool graphic that's gone around where it's like the difference between a boss and a leader you see a boss he's on top of this platform being pushed forward by all of his employees and he's going go forward yeah then there's one that says leader and he's in the front with them pushing everything forward and so Joseph goes from I'm just going to be the guy that's favored and everyone looks at me and sees how cool I am. God tests his character. It even says it in Psalms 105. It says until the time came to fulfill his God given until dream, the time came to fulfill his God given dream. God tested Joseph's character. Whoa. OK, yeah. so everything that's an elevator pitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot that was. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. that. Until the and, and those of you who are listening, you probably and if you're like, well, I've never heard the voice of God. Well, I don't know God's dream for my life. Well, I encourage you to do some introspection because there are things that you naturally are good at. There are things that mm. you that make you cry. There are things that make you angry that God actually put on the inside of you before you were born. So those things are clues. So your calling leaves clues. Yeah. So now that you know those things, pay attention to them, write them down, yeah. begin to chew on those and begin to talk to God. So the things that make you cry and the things that make your heart sing, the things that they get you excited and then the things that break your heart, those are clues to yeah you're calling to your purpose, right? So anyways, once you know that it's one of those things to where, uh, 
like like that scripture says until the time comes mm -hmm. for those things in your life mm -hmm. your list these listeners you you who are watching this until the time comes for these things to be fulfilled in your life god will test your character mm -hmm. and so you just have to understand that behind the scenes of whatever that it yeah. is the fulfillment of those things right you know that there will be times where god is testing your character Absolutely. so personal example because i want to hear yours arbs sure. um is um, <laughs> yeah is okay so i after i graduated college um i became a junior high youth pastor right underneath my brother-in-law and then i was running our public school so i would go to these public schools and I would visit lunches and yeah. then I would do fellowship of Christian athletes, FCA. Mm -hmm. Then we had bus routes where I was over all these bus routes that would bus students into our services. And, yeah. and then over a certain time I became oh. the youth pastor because my brother-in-law and my sister, yeah. they started helping out in the, I say big church in the adult <laughs> church. So now I'm we over that we were kids. I right. That. Exactly. Yeah. So, so now I'm over this youth yeah. group and for four and a half years, I got to grow in my communication of I got as far as like sermon series yeah. and as, as, as humble as I wanted to be, yeah. I really, really fell in love with, with preaching and communicating to the students and being down at the altar with those students yeah. and, and seeing life change happen yeah. to the point to where I'm not going to lie yeah. to where in hindsight, I'm like, well, this is because of John, huh. not because of God Yeah. to where I, and so whenever time, whenever time came to where pastor Paul, he was going to be stepping, we were in a red lobster parking lot. Awesome. Talk about parking lot prophecies, <laughs> red lobster parking lot. My mom yeah. loves her some red lobster. <laughs> so my mom, pastor Sharon, yeah. if you want to make her happy, cheddar biscuits with Really? Yeah. With fried catfish awesome. and a salad on the side to make sure that, you know, we have it's healthy so bowel movements. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> guys, come on, BTS. So anyways, <laughs> um, so, but we're in this red lobster parking lot and Paul goes, would you ever want to come and be over the creative department? And I was like, no, like immediately. And he was like, okay, well, as we start this transition, I would really love for you to help wow. out with, and I was saying no because of this miniature kingdom that I had built up oh, sure. with the youth group. Yeah. And so in my mind, I couldn't see myself mm -hmm. being in a sound booth and being on radio mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. setting up the podium during an announcement sure. video for, sure. yeah. for my brother to get up and preach because I was like, well, this is my one thing. Like I, yeah. I need a platform somewhere. Yeah. And so anyways, but within that, I remember when time came and it, I couldn't sleep at night to where mm -hmm. I was, I was talking with my wife at the time. And I remember just praying over it and, mm -hmm. and being like, okay, I feel like a, a few months later he asked me again. And I yeah. said, yes. Yeah. And it wasn't to like make him happy. I truly felt like yeah. this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And it was, and it was fun for a second yeah. because I was like, yeah, I'm being the bigger man. I'm transitioning on to one of my great friends that I was able to bring on named Eric Morris. Him sure. and Natalie Morris have Victory City Church in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Incredible. But at that point in time, we brought them on to be over Victory Youth. Yeah. And all of the all the kids that I had trained up 
me being on a Wednesday night over at the adult service sure. and it wasn't as exciting as the youth service. And then seeing on Instagram, the youth just pop off and yeah. all of these, all of these young dudes that I had raised up from eighth grade, that they were now seniors and they were gravitating towards their new youth pastor yeah. and they loved him. I was like, I got jealous. I started getting really sad because I was like, here I am. I've been preaching every single Wednesday for yeah. four and a half years, and now I'm no longer preaching. So I had attached my value yeah. to a platform, to a thing. And when that changed, it took me right. probably about four or five months, if I was being completely honest. Yeah. You know, and during that time, I had to come and I had to even tell Eric, like, man, I'm genuinely excited for you, but I really, really miss it. And I'm working on like getting mm -hmm. away from that. And the one thing that we realized is that. And I'm not saying I'm Joseph in this situation. So hmm. Joseph had a gift of administration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, so look at your gift. Your gift is different than your purpose. Okay. Yeah. So your purpose is to impact people for the kingdom of God. Your gifting are those things that you're naturally great and, and you're, and you're naturally detailed in. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in fact, whatever you're detailed in is probably what you're designed to do. Mm -hmm. So things yeah. that you pay attention to the details are of like, that is a, that is a clue to your calling. So mm -hmm. anyways, so you have these giftings. So one of Joseph's giftings as being an administrative mm -hmm. gifting, yeah. he was administrative in Potiphar's house. Yeah. He was administrative in the prison. He was administrative with the baker mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. and the wine taster. And then mm -hmm. he was administrative when Pharaoh finally put him. So yeah. his gifting was being utilized mm -hmm. in every single season. Yeah. So when you when you don't have a title, your gifting needs an outlet. Mm. And so during that time, I realized, okay, one of my giftings was I really enjoy stories, mm -hmm. taking scripture, and I really enjoy creating parables. Absolutely. And in that season is when we started, I say we, I started writing the productions that Victory is, yeah. is today doing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. I felt more fulfilled mm -hmm. in that season mm -hmm. to where I was like, Oh my gosh, I, my gifting at least has an outlet to yeah. where I don't need. Yeah. And it came to that point and it was hard, yeah. but I was like, okay, we don't need a title to have a purpose. Right. And I, and I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back because right now, now it's coming up again. Mm -hmm. Like I'm at another place to where really we need training on transition in our mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. If you are a mom and your kid graduates, guess what? that version of motherhood no longer is needed because they're 19 years old. Right. And so sometimes these moms or dads that they've invested so much into their kids, they're mm -hmm. like, well, well, where's my value now? Because mm -hmm. they placed their value in, in like raising up their kids, which was great. But now you have to find that value somewhere else. Or maybe you are a CEO and you're transitioning to a younger leader. Mm -hmm. and, and now that you're done, my mom went through this. My mom, when she transitioned on to my brother, she was still here. So mm -hmm. imagine mm -hmm. Paul, Pastor Paul preaching with my mom being the founding pastor on the front row. Yeah. And her one, the first few months, my mom was like, oh, let's tag team preach. And, and it came to a point to where we had to have a behind the scenes conversation, a cringy conversation mm -hmm. of, uh, and I, I say cringy, it wasn't, it was a healthy conversation, Absolutely. but it was a, yeah. okay, pastor mom, mm -hmm. do you believe mm -hmm. that? I am called for this position. This is Pastor Paul having this conversation. And 
my mom being very vulnerable and honest and she's preached about this. That's why I'm not, I'm not throwing my mom under the bus, course, no. but she's preached on this of being like, mm -hmm. I had to realize that my value was not being in the pulpit because my mm. mom had been in the pulpit yeah. since the beginning. Yeah. And so it is hard whenever you're there. Mm -hmm. And so I understand that, that tension of totally. needing, and that's where God's grace and the Holy spirit has to come in. Yeah. And, and you can't make sense of things in the natural of yeah. being like, okay, well then what about me mm -hmm. or wh where do I stand? Is that going back to that North star as that, you know, your character is being developed while your dreams are being fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And, and then also like in transition, God is a God of transition. Mm -hmm. God is not just a God of like your current location. God is right. a God of transition. Right. So transitioning out of a divorce, transitioning out of, um, from college into working eight to five, totally. there yeah. is this thing. Right. And so we started talking about it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's very healthy and necessary. And I don't think at least I didn't grow up with everyone else. did. that's great. I didn't grow up with a, a healthy understanding of um, the necessity of grieving each transition. Even uh, you said it yesterday, even a promotion, there is grief involved. It's okay. A loss. Okay. So hold yeah, on. I, yeah. I want to take our time I'm, on this. Go for okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So what Arvin just said, even in a promotion, yeah, there's grieving yeah. because when you're promoted, at your job, your right, business, your right. ministry, you, you move up from bass guitarist to, sure. to lead to worship leader. Right. You, you move, you yeah. move from, from a graphic designer to being over a department, that yeah. promotion with more responsibility, yeah. you actually, totally. you can't have a, pro you, yeah. you usually don't add things. Yeah. You have to subtract. Yeah. So go, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, it's real. I'm realizing now there is uh, at least in my life, there's been yeah. an idol of, irresponsibility and so i would fantasize about being extraordinarily wealthy because i imagined oh that person doesn't have to be responsible they don't have to get up and do a bunch of stuff because i have to get up and go to work and do all this this is like my teenage years i had this idea and now i'm realizing that's not true at all responsibility only increases it only gets like you know all of a sudden you have to do more and you have to be more organized more aware more um present yeah absolutely and, yeah and more, more money goes out on bills totally and there's more and management that has to happen people so. who praise god and they're like i got a new car yeah that's great but with a new car comes either new payments totally. oh or a different yeah or different gas mileage and so all that stuff yeah a cost absolutely so there's a there's an increase in responsibility there will be if it's a god promotion there's an increase in grace and Correct. so That's that really grace good. initially also looks like and it's confusing for some people, uh, I guess most people who go through this, uh, you have to take some time to just grieve what it's not going to be like anymore. Ooh, and okay. allow the Sorry. new to come in. Yeah. Say that you say that again. Yeah. You have to allow yourself to grieve what it's not going to be like anymore. Mm, and ultimately deep. that'll give birth to hey the next thing the next season is going to be good i'm grateful for it we're recording this on the first day of fall i like love seasons changing but there's also elements of what's not going to happen anymore that you just have to adjust to and i think the reasoning behind that i get confused sometimes uh in my young life because god will use a container to bring me uh fulfillment and the container can be my gift or someone else's gift or something. And 
oftentimes when the fulfillment has been pulled out of there, I'm like idolizing the container and God's going, wow, that's no, so I need good. to bring you a new container now. So we got to get rid of this. That, so don't, you know, the whole wineskin thing. Like, no, I'm not pouring new wine into old wineskins. I have now a new wineskin for you. I have a fresh revelation of my identity, my character, my heart. I have a fresh version of Arvin or John or whoever That's that I so want to bring good. into the world. It's not because that old Arvin wasn't enough. In fact, if you were the new version of you in the old season, that wouldn't have worked. And so God in his wisdom said, bro, you're going inception right now. <laughs> I just think it's really important to, to distinguish between God's fulfillment that comes with knowing him and then the gifting, because they are both necessary. It's not like God gives us gifts and then goes, you know, stay away from it. It's going to be an idol in your life. He's saying, no, I'm using that as a container, your ability to do this, that or the other. I'm going to bring fulfillment to you as you get to do that. But the thing I love most is the fact that you know that when you trust me enough, that I'm going to bring in the next thing. It's as if I say, okay, like my wife and I would go to this restaurant. I love this restaurant. Or this coffee shop. Or this coffee shop, absolutely. And that's great. And then she goes, I want to go to this other one. And I go, well, you can do that. I'm going to keep coming here. It's like, well, the whole purpose of this was to facilitate our relationship. The whole purpose of your ability to preach or lead worship or do any of that was to give us something to do together. Who cares about what the restaurant is? I genuinely just want great to spend allegory. this time with you. And if you're going to make an idol out of the thing, then you could have done that with anything. You don't even need God to exist in order for that to happen. So to land the plane on this thought, what I'm saying is it's incredible to be gifted by God. It's incredible to have all that stuff. But with the increase in grace, responsibility, and grieving, and this is me summarizing, <laughs> just jumping through. I'm yeah. a table of contents right now. But the point I'm trying to make basically is like the whole point of all this, God is our ultimate endeavor. And God I, is our ultimate endeavor. That's been my theme for 2021 is that like, look, this is a dream come true. I get to be on a podcast with you. I get to do productions here. I get to like everything in my life right now is a gift. And there's also responsibility attached to each one of those things. But the reality is ultimately these things are God communicating his heart. And if you misunderstand that part, you will misappropriate and poorly steward the gift he gave you. Mm. You'll, you'll use it in the wrong way and you'll use it for the wrong purpose. But with the other approach, it's phenomenal to like, to have an open-handed approach to the gifts of God, because you know, open hands. That's exactly. Right. It's a constant theme for us uh, with the next season. What he's going to bring then will be better. It'll be more right. fulfilling. It'll be greater. And I'm not discontent with, so where don't I'm get I love so it. attached to the container, to the container. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I know we've been talking about elevator pitches. What if you were the <laughs> elevator? You just yeah. took us higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was the pitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just trying to go to this metaphysical, yeah, metaphysical yeah. metaphors. Yeah. Um, but okay. So I'm going to close out with this because sure. it made me think of a, a, um, a, a practical example. So I was talking to, there is this dude who was a standout, like the favor of God was on this guy and he was a middle school teacher uh -huh. and middle school basketball, volleyball coach. Nice. You know, and he has a wife and kids, but he just did everything with excellence. Mm -hmm. His number one priority was making sure that kids were ministered to, but everything that he did turned to gold like wow. last year. So they approached him last spring mm -hmm. and they thought, 
and they said, we need you to mm. be. And he even told me this. Mm. He was like, man, there are times where I wish I had more impact. Yeah. They, he told me that last year because we coached together. And so he said that mm -hmm. in conversation. So I, I didn't say anything. I I'm like, all right, cool. Well, the administration approached him and they're like, Hey, we want you to be the middle school principal. Mm. And so over the summer, when there's no kids and there's no teachers and you get to dream, mm -hmm. it's like, ooh, this is fun. This is exciting. Mm. And they go, this is what you're responsible for. This is what your day will look like. And it all sounds great. So he said yes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there was an influx of our enrollment, which is a good thing. But uh, growth also is grieving the loss of comfort. So anytime yeah. you grow, you have to grieve the loss of right. what you were comfortable doing sure. and how you did things. And yeah. so anyways, so in this season, I just asked him recently and, and I was like, Hey, how are things going? And he's like, it's a lot. I definitely <laughs> feel overwhelmed and mm. da, 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 da. Sure, yeah. And I was like, but the impact. And I was like, remember that thing you prayed for? Mm. And so I feel like some right. of us, yeah. we pray for these things Absolutely. and then we throw out the responsibilities or, or in, and I, and in my mind, I always thought, okay, I grieve when my hamster dies. Mm. I grieve when my dad dies. Mm. I grieve when I just like in my dad and my <laughs> hamster, but <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Any sort of loss. Yeah. 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 But, but grieving yeah. even in promotion uh -huh. is a new thing. And so I'm so glad you said that is grieving like, oh, an area of comfort is that, you know, we're mm -hmm. always called to have a greater impact. Yeah. And so as soon as we get figured uh, things figured out, you know, and I don't think God just jerks us out of different things. Sure. And, yeah. but I do believe that there is a sense of like, God is wanting us to go from glory to glory. So mm -hmm. new versions of us. Absolutely. And, and so in those processes, this guy, basically he came back to me, um, two days after I told him, I was like, well, dude, you prayed for this. Mm -hmm. And then he came back to me and he was like, you know, what you said, you just reminded me that, yeah, this is what I prayed for. Absolutely. And I, and I, and, and I wasn't trying to preach to him. I just said, sure. dude, you prayed for this. Like literally yeah. that was my only thing yeah. that I said. Yeah. And he was like, it made me really go back and begin to pray for the grace of God mm. because I'm like, God, if you put me in this position, yeah, then you're going to give me the grace to do this. That's right. And I'm not going to take my mindset. Mm -hmm. So like throwing away that mindset. Yeah you know, being renewed in the mind. Yeah. And so anyways, so we leave you with this is that not getting attached to the container. Mm -hmm. And also your purpose is much greater than your title, than your salary, than, than anything yeah. that, or <laughs> uh, for allegory reasons, your robe. Sure. Uh, the things that maybe were evidence yeah. of, of your gifting or calling and making sure that your gifting has an outlet in each season. Mm -hmm. That way you're like, okay, when I leave this podcast, I'm going to have some things in my utility belt mm -hmm. that I know I can do. Yeah. Anyways, we love you guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much for listening to behind the scenes of our, our best, best days. days. My name is John and I'm your friend. I'm Arvin. Also your friend. Love Thank you so much. See you.